Welcome to this podcast by SendSensor.com and today I want to look at what starts relationship conflicts and how we might be able to deal with that and I really want to dive into our triggers. Triggers are defense mechanisms that we develop to protect ourselves from neglect or violation. They are fear responses that keep us safe as children but often become harmful in our adult relationships as we tend to respond excessively to anything that seems like a similar situation to what we experienced as a child. And by understanding these triggers we can stop being controlled by them and this will really help us break that negative cycle and instead build some intimacy. And if we look at some of the core attachments that exist we have something called anxious attachment and as we grew up we might have experienced abandonment by a parent or parents that went from loving and responsive to being unresponsive and cold this could now cause us to feel insecure and anxious this will often lead to what we describe as i would say wrongly describe as needy behavior as a person feel uncertain that their need will be met and might fear being left then we have what we call avoidant attachment. Children that grow up with parents that are unresponsive or abusive and don't react to their needs learn they have to be self-sufficient and therefore often become avoidant. These people often lack trust in others and avoid intimacy as they never learn to have an intimate and trusting relationship with their parents. They can often seem to fear intimacy and push people away. We all have a history that form these attachment patterns, so understanding each other's history and attachment style allows us to understand and see it for what it is, rather than being dragged into a big drama. Our history is giving us some wounds that activate our protection nervous system, which is basically a fight, flight or freeze response. These are stored as emotional and somatic memories in our body and meaning when we're triggered our brain can believe this is similar to that past experience. We often don't know logically why we're so upset but we can't act calmly and logically. Trying to discuss things logically with someone that's triggered will only fuel the fire. You have to realize when your partner is triggered the adult has left the room and you're dealing with an old hurt child. If your partner is triggered you're no longer having a logical conversation. Is now an emotional conversation. Until you address the emotions, nothing will get through. So we need to develop some self-awareness to start stepping out of these destructive outer responses that we developed as children to protect ourselves. They might have worked well as a child, but they are no longer beneficial and can even become destructive. So here is what we could explore. Number one, what are situations or events that triggers you? Anything that our body or brain perceive as being similar to a painful event in our childhood can trigger us. When I was a child, I reached out for help from my parents at a critical time when I felt in danger and I was not hurt or ignored. Now if my partner is dismissive, ignores me or rejects what I'm saying, I experience stress and can get triggered. And this comes from that childhood experience of not feeling hurt. The attachment wound meant that I struggled to trust other people to be there for me when I needed. Similar, I learned I could only count on myself when in danger, so I have a strong need to feel in control, and when I don't feel in control, I can easily get triggered. If in our childhood we felt rejected, this can also mean we are highly sensitive to feeling rejection, and might even feel it when it's not actually happening. 
Some triggers are not childhood related and are genetic, such as protection and safety of loved ones. But number two, what is your common response when triggered? Do you attack? Do you withdraw? Do you try to get away or do you freeze? Do you want to be alone or do you want to be together and sort things out quickly? For me, when I feel unheard, I get louder until it's recognized and I get some response. If I feel a loss of control, I fight back until I feel in control again. It's how my inner child learned to feel safe and protected. Number three, what do you feel? Is it anger? Sadness? I often feel anger when triggered, but as I sense deeper, I can also feel a sadness beneath that anger. What do you sense in your body? Do you feel tense stomach? A fast heartbeat? I can sense my stomach become very tense and my muscles in my shoulders and jaw will tense up. This is a clear sign to me that I'm triggered. Our bodily sensations are the first to react to a stress response, so knowing your bodily sensations will help you catch triggers early. Number five, what do you need right now? When you're triggered, do you need space? A hug? Do you need to move? If I feel unheard, I need my partner to understand my experience. If I feel loss of control, then I need them to listen and acknowledge what I want. To find our triggers, start looking for what I call highly emotional responses such as anger, sadness, when we lash out, blame, attack, or when we want to get away. These reactions and emotion indicate that something has been triggered and is often old attachment fears of being abandoned, violated, or ignored. It could be your dad left for another woman, so when you see your partner talking with another woman, you feel hurt or panic and attack him. Knowing this trigger will allow you to see it's not about your partner or you, it's simply that you are triggered by this. Instead of lashing out, you will likely make him defensive or run away. And make it worse, you can ask for the support you need and be vulnerable. That will allow for intimacy instead of disconnect and you can get your needs met and start to heal. There is no greater power than our close relationships. Most wounds and triggers and traumas are caused by a breach of trust in other human beings and as such are best healed by other people too. This single moment guided device like I mentioned before is this, you must just learn to love yourself. This quote, while well intended, is contradictive to everything we know about the human mind and body. We are social creatures, and so we can only learn what love is through our relationships with others. So if we've never had a loving bond or experience with a close attachment, then we can't just love ourselves. It comes from this Western thinking of independence, that we should be independent of others and be able to give love to ourselves and not need it from others. However, we are social creatures, and we do need others. The idea of this glorified individualism and that we should do it all alone is misguided and destructive. We do need others for our well-being, so embrace and realize this idea that we should take care of everything on our own is incorrect and brings us apart. Loving yourself is wonderful, but you need to first learn what love is by experiencing it through relationships with others. I went a bit off topic here, so let's get back to triggers. So now you know your partner's triggers from the question above and from sharing them. Let's look at the core emotions behind your triggers and how they relate to your actions. If you're not that familiar with noticing your emotions, then you can look at your actions to help you figure out how you might feel. Anger often makes us attack our partner, and blame is one form of attack. 
Behind anger is often sadness or fear of being violated or not being heard and our needs not being met. Shame often caused withdrawal or hiding away, while anger often makes us lash out, shame often makes us retrieve and hide. The next one is fear, which often results in escape, flee or freeze. Outright fears when we feel our fundamental safety is threatened and this can can make us attack if we feel in direct danger, but it also tries to make us go away, freeze or disengage completely when you feel calm again. Try to fill this out to understand your triggers more. Here the sentence. The trigger was, whatever it was that triggered you, on the surface I showed and that's what you expressed, but deep down I felt what you found out that you felt in the moment and what I longed for was what your actual need. So it could sound a bit like this um, to make it more clear. The trigger was my ex-wife breaking our agreement around childcare. On the surface I showed anger, but deep down I felt scared that I'm losing control and I longed for her to express that she can understand the negative impact her actions have on my life. So through this little simple exercise you actually clarify what triggered you, what you showed initially, how you actually felt and what you actually needed. After you identified your triggers yourself, can you remember what experience might have led to this trigger? We grow up learning it's weak to need others and that we should be independent and self-sufficient. Consequently, we hide our needs for others. Rather than be vulnerable and share them with our partner and get that closeness and support that we really need to heal and feel safe, we want to protect ourselves and not show ourselves fully because then we reduce that risk of feeling rejected or disappointed. But by avoiding the vulnerability, we miss out on intimacy, connection and healing. Instead, we offer experience the negative cycles of disconnect. Here's another little exercise you can do to become more familiar with your triggers. Before having attachment conversations, like the one above, we need a space to release our anger, resentment and emotion that will escalate things and start the circle. And we'll discuss a lot in my ebook as well what things you can do to release that um, emotions and aggression when you're in that moment so you can calm down and have these discussions. I have some great exercises like I said in my ebook that you can obviously check out there but I hope you had fun on this podcast and I look forward to seeing you next. Take care.